You are Locked On Wolverines, your daily podcast on the Michigan Wolverines, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Happy Monday. We are back and doing it. Locked On Wolverines podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it is your team every day, except for last week and maybe some other weeks here and there. <laughs> I'm your man on the ground, Isaiah Hole, publisher of Wolverines Wire through USA Today Sports Media Group, and we are back and doing it. So we're going to be back all week this week. That is how we are hanging. That is what we are doing. I just needed the week off last week. I tried to take as much time to myself. This season is a grind, and it's good to just kind of get a little bit of time. What did I do? Absolutely nothing, and it was everything that I thought it could be. Uh, This episode of Lockdown Wolverines is brought to you by Sling TV. Don't miss this week's matchup between Michigan and Michigan State right here on Sling. Sling, the TV you love for a price you'll love. Try it today. Uh, We are going to tackle a couple different topics. Uh, We will address uh, Jim Harbaugh and James Franklin spat because Jim Harbaugh had a little bite back today to what James Franklin said last week. Uh, And uh, we'll talk, obviously, about the Michigan-Michigan State rivalry This game coming up, my early thoughts, all of that. And we'll talk a little bit about Ohio State, who finally has a common opponent with Michigan. Why I'm still not, I I know like the so-called Buckeye Nation wants everyone to bow down and they're still doing it, right? They're they're just so ridiculous. Um, So we're going to get into that. Uh, But first, let's let's talk the the James Franklin, Jim Harbaugh spat. Uh, I do want to read, I don't want to splice in any... uh, I mean, I could splice in video and audio. I just feel like it's it's a lot easier. And we're just kind of breaking in, right? We haven't done a podcast since the day of the Penn State game. We're just So we're just going to ease back into this. And adding more work is not something we're going to do today, which means, you know, it, I, I would add another half hour. It always adds way more time to add in extra video and all of this kind of stuff. But here's what, here's what James Franklin said in the aftermath of the Michigan game. Uh, after the tunnel antics and all of that that happened. He said, again, I prefer to talk about these things in the offseason, but the t- one tunnel is a problem. It's a problem and has been. To me, we need to put a policy in place from a conference perspective in my mind that's going to stop. We are not the first team to kind of get into a jawing match in the tunnel. For me, I want to focus on getting my team into the locker room and not jawing back and forth. He continued on with that same type of rhetoric. Get my team in the locker room and get their team in the locker room. Here's the issue. Michigan couldn't get to the locker room because Penn State was blocking Michigan's ability to get in the locker room. If you have never been in that tunnel, the Penn State locker room is situated just slightly further back, the visitor's locker room, slightly further back than the Michigan entrance. They're pretty much at the same area, but Penn State came into the tunnel before Michigan. It was Penn State that had turned to face Michigan and was doing the jawing. If Penn State didn't want to get into a jawing match, all it had to do was go into its locker room. Instead of throwing peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, uh, which I'm assuming those were Uncrustables and what have you, that's all they had to do, just get into the locker room. But they didn't. They wanted to sit there and and, and jaw back and forth. And uh, Christopher Breiler from... uh, the winged helmet uh, slash uh, the Wolverine fan nation, whatever uh, that outlet's called at SI. Uh, he had the opposite view of what I had, which was James Franklin kind of, I watched it once. I didn't take notes, so I don't know exactly how that all went down, but uh, 
Um, I mean, he was not necessarily diffusing the situation either. So here's what Jim Harbaugh said today. Really got bigger fish to fry than Coach Franklin's opinion on the halftime tunnel from a game ago. But all they got to do is walk into their locker room. I think you saw pretty clearly that they completely stopped. They weren't letting us get up the tunnel. And it just seemed like such a sophomoric ploy to try to keep us out of the locker room. And he looked like he was the ringleader of the whole thing. But no, I've got bigger fish to fry than to worry about that kind of whining. Old Jim is back, y'all. The old Jim Harbaugh is back. I mean, he was already kind of back, but this is like Georgia coach. Uh, This is... Uh, you know, does anyone find whining attractive or complaining attractive? Whatever he said, this is the congratulations uh, to Mark D'Antonio on your three and nine season. That's this is everything that Jim Harbaugh used to be and apparently is again. It's wonderful. This has been missing. It's so good to finally see this back. But he's not wrong either, right? If if Penn State wanted to have nothing to do with it, then all they had to do was walk into the locker room. All they had to do, and they didn't. To me, this was one of those things like, you know, if, if it would have, if, if, if Penn State would have won, and I know I said this after the game, if Penn State would have won, James Franklin would have been out there saying like, we just have a toughness about us. You know, this is, we aren't going to let other teams sit there and dictate to us, blah, blah, blah. But because they lost, it becomes off of sour grapes. It's absolutely absurd. So, kudos to Jim Harbaugh for striking back. I love the the multiple got bigger fish to fry. It is, and he's not wrong. It's a rivalry week. If anyone's wondering why did this come now, it's because we didn't have Jim Harbaugh available to us last week. Uh, so we just had players on Monday and Tuesday at three p.m. each day instead of our weekly noon press conference. So I, I it. It's pretty fantastic. <laughs> it is pretty fantastic that this is where uh, what he decided to uh, to comment the way he decided to comment. Of course, he was asked. He didn't bring this up out of the blue. Uh, I'm curious to see how much does the Michigan State contingent get annoyed by the fact that he's talking about another team because you know how that and 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 for you, Michigan State lurkers, it's just. It's further evidence of who and what you are, right? If I, I understand this week it's going to be about Michigan State, but we get plenty of Michigan State comments on this podcast, even when we don't mention your name at all, because most of the time we aren't thinking about you. And I, I, I'm using a proverbial we. I'm not a fan per se, but I do not like your program because, I mean, I grew up here. And I grew up in a family of Michigan alums. I went to Michigan. I like I like a lot of your players. Dylan Tatum, like that that guy's my dude. We still follow each other on all of the social medias. I do like some of your players. You got you got some guys that I, I like. And that's the funny thing about all of this is just the the weirdness of rivalries. Because I don't take it nearly as seriously as any fan would right Michigan loses all right it's work time Michigan wins all right it's work time there's no part of me that's like all right I'm gonna gloat I'm gonna do my you know it, it's no part of me that is uh in that mode but we'll continue talking about that before because uh here in a minute because I'm clearly just kind of moving on already um 
But uh, all right, listen. Uh, our partners at actually this sorry this week's thrilling woman in college football is brought to you by Nissan. The thrilling designs behind the new lineup from Nissan are intended to empower drivers in vehicles as capable as the driver themselves. When I think of the unbelievable abilities on the field for this week's uh, thrilling moment, which it isn't for this week, Michigan was on by. Uh, it, it has to be. I'm just going to go all the way back to uh, to J.J. McCarthy's first passing touchdown of the season, because obviously that's what you hope to see on Saturday when they play Michigan State at night. It was just a busted coverage, amazing situation with Roman Wilson breaking free, perfectly placed ball. Uh, obviously, in order to win big games like this, regardless of how bad Michigan State may or may not be, you have to be able to take advantage of what the defense gives you. So if they sell out to stop the run, you want to see J.J. McCarthy being able to go over top and hit one of his big playmakers. I am definitely looking for Roman Wilson to get really involved. All right, this segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier Armada or Pathfinder today. Available now at Nissan.com. All right, let's continue on and go forth. Let's talk a little bit about the Michigan, Michigan state of it all, because uh, that is happening. I do want to start looking through some stats here as well, but... Uh, just to go back with the rivalry thing, I, I'll twist the knife a little bit just slightly. Why? Why? Because y'all are obnoxious. I won't twist the knife of any fan base that isn't obnoxious. Uh, but here's the weird thing about Michigan State fans, and I'm sure Michigan fans do this. I, I know that to some degree, because there's, there's some people out there that I consider friends that work for other fan bases uh, cover other teams that Michigan fans don't like. I, I, I've said here on this podcast before, I, I would not be in the position I am in without the tutelage and mentorship of Tom Loy, who covers Notre Dame. He has been a massive help. He, uh, back when I worked at 24-7 Sports, he was definitely someone I looked up to. And, it, you know, when I went into working for 24-7 Sports, I remember it was like I went to the All-American Bowl that whole week and I knew Tom was going to be there. And I was like still in fan mode because I was coming in as a fan at that time. And I was thinking like, oh, man, I'm going to have to this guy. This I already know and I'm, I'm not going to like this guy. I couldn't be more wrong. He was incredible. He is incredible. And when uh, when, when they made cuts after the merger at 24 seven. Uh, with Scout, that that was uh, Tom was one of the first people who called me. So, uh, we don't have that right. Like I like when I see Dave Biddle from Bucknuts or Steve Hellwagon or you know Jeremy Birmingham who I didn't work with directly, yeah, uh, you know, or like I'll DM people like Andrew Lind or Alex Gleitman, people who cover Ohio State. You know, it's all congenial. We don't have that right like we you know we're just doing the best of our ability to cover our team and for me that meant killing my fandom i realized once like there was just a point that in order to do this job professionally i had to no longer be like a fan that wanted michigan to win it makes my life a lot better when michigan wins but it's not one of those things where it, it doesn't destroy my day if michigan loses it, it's like literally on to the next so I find it really weird when I constantly have Michigan State P 
people on any of my social media profiles trying to talk trash. Ohio State, too. But we'll get to Ohio State here in the end. Uh, so I think everyone is expecting this to be a bloodbath, Michigan State fan base included. Um, but obviously, they have a little bit more optimism after they beat Wisconsin. Um, which, I mean, they should. Wisconsin still has a really good defense. Wisconsin just beat Purdue in what was kind of a surprise. Uh, Wisconsin's got the 33rd best defense in the country. Um, and uh, it's a, it's not a, a typical Wisconsin defense, but it certainly is a good one. But this is still a team that is unlike the likes of anything that Michigan State has seen thus far. I think you would say that Washington was probably the site. Well, Washington and Ohio State are the two best teams they've seen thus far. You could throw Minnesota in there as well. Washington has the 57th ranked defense. Ohio State has the second ranked defense. Uh, and um, so, yeah, that that's that's as far as that's concerned. Michigan is just slightly below Ohio State at number five. And uh, they allow just uh, about 10.1 yards more per game than Ohio State in a, in a week-to-week basis. So it's, uh, it's going to be a challenge for Michigan State. On the other flip side for the Michigan offense, they're going up against the 105th-ranked defense in the country. Now, when it goes to yards per play, it it is what it is. We'll look at the red zone and everything, because obviously Michigan State's pretty decent in the red zone. But uh, when it comes to uh, teams that Michigan's faced, the bad defenses, when it comes to that, so far Michigan has faced, some of these teams got a lot better, because right now it's Hawaii that's just slightly below. They're only seven spots below at 112. Uh, So Hawaii, Indiana is just... Four spots ahead of Michigan State at 101. Uh, obviously, that game was a weird one, just kind of based off of the first half and everything that happened with Mike Hart. Uh, but some of these other teams have kind of moved up a little bit. UConn, obviously, Michigan had its way with UConn. And now it's not just, just when you're looking at numbers, you have to rem- remember defenses are different. Each team has, you know, can be built a certain way that can, and we'll get to this more with the Ohio State of it all. Uh, it can be built a certain way to take advantage of other teams. Certain teams are going to be more physical. All depends on the schedule. Things of, you know, these aren't just apples to apples. But uh, UConn has the 88th ranked uh, defense. Colorado State, where are you? Now, Penn State is now down to 63rd. I know Colorado State has got to be down here near the bottom. And for some reason, I'm just not seeing them. Uh, could do a quick search here. All right, 71st. So some of these teams have actually kind of improved a little bit in what they've allowed. Um, But when it comes to to yards per play, which is something that is absolutely key. Now, Michigan has got the second best defense in the country when it comes to yards per play behind only Illinois. Uh, But uh, Michigan State is also 102nd. That is not great. Not great, Bob. Total offense. Uh, Michigan is 19th in the country. So still the offense, really good. Michigan State is 104th. Now they live and die by some some big plays. Now they've got a 5.64 yards per play. Um, Michigan is 12th in that regard with 6.92. So Michigan State is uh, a little bit more middling, still kind of bottom 
third at 81 in the country. Ultimately, this has all the looks of being a really big mismatch, but I, I, and I don't necessarily agree. Like Jim Harbaugh even said today that, you know, when it's a rivalry game, you know, you throw the records out. No, still the better teams tend to win, but not always. If the teams are relatively evenly matched, like what we saw last year, then, you know, it's, it, it, that's when it does kind of come into play, but not in a situation like this where there's there's Michigan has no business losing to Michigan State whatsoever. Um, it's pretty clear Michigan is one of the best teams in the country in all three phases of the game. Michigan State is relatively good on special teams, and that's about it. And that's my phone. <laughs> my best friend calling. Sorry about that, y'all. Yes, it is yakety sacks when he calls. But, yeah, Michigan State has no business really being in this game. Now, certainly, they'll have some things drawn up. I'm sure that their first drive, their scripted drive, will it very well could look really good. If it doesn't, then Michigan should feast. Michigan's second-half adjustments have been generally very good. The only times that where I've seen the Michigan defense not look good in the second half was really when it was garbage time against any of the teams that they faced. You know, you can count Maryland, okay, fine, whatever, but, like, big step up in competition. Michigan really did handle business. It was a two-score game for much of the game. Generally, Jim Harbaugh is not trying to to go out there and blow teams out, but I do feel like that will be the case here. I do think that this will be, like, uh, we are going to try to embarrass you type of game. Now, it's going to be incumbent upon Michigan to execute. That is the thing that Michigan has been really good at in general is executing. Michigan State, they get a couple uh, players back, or they got a couple players back a couple weeks ago here in Xavier Henderson and uh, Jacob Slade. That's big for their defense. Certainly that could be a step up. They tend to have uh, done well against the run in general, uh, especially against Michigan, including last year. Uh, as far as rushing defenses are c- concerned here, um, whoops, yeah. Uh, Completely messed myself up here. I mean, it's ranked 80th in the country, 153. Uh, They allow an average of uh, four yards per carry in general. But they should not be able to run the ball unless Michigan just finds ways to just shoot itself in the foot like it did last year. But I feel like it's learned its lessons from last year. Michigan State will be a desperate team looking to do everything it can. But again, Michigan... Has always had more talent than Michigan State, and yet that hasn't always mattered. Certainly there were some years, 2013 and 14, where that wasn't the case. Ultimately, the, if Michigan makes this a let's, let's, let's this be a close game, it's because Michigan is doing things that it just does not characteristically do. It had that situation last year, and Michigan State was down by 16 and battled back. Of course, the referees... Uh, mixed with Kenneth Walker, all that stuff did not play in Michigan's favor. So it's incumbent upon Michigan to go out there and step on their throat. I think one of the weird things when it comes to these types of rivalries, or just even in a week-by-week basis, whenever Michigan is playing a team that is uh, at least, you know, considered to be good or it's a rivalry game or something of that nature, you look at a game like this uh, well before you get there, and then you're like, yeah, you know, Michigan's going to win this game handily. But then you get to the week of, and it's like, Hmm. Oh, this is going to be tough. But that's that's hopefully what the team is thinking, right? Donovan Edwards out there saying like we are going to win, all this kind of stuff. Listen, just you better back it up. If you're Michigan, you better back it up.
And I think that they will. They they feel angry about last year. And Michigan is a team that has more talent. But then again, we'll see what happens with Ohio State. You know, Ohio State's a team that arguably has more talent. And they're angry this year from what happened last year. Doesn't always work out that way. All right, we're going to talk about Ohio State here momentarily. And why I'm getting more and more confident in Michigan's ability in the game. Uh, but before we do, let's li- uh, listen. There are so many times that I, whether it's like I'm going to pick up Sarah and uh, I get out of the car and she gives me a hug and she's like, why is your back all wet? Or, you know, I, I just go to shake someone's hand and because I have sweaty palms. I have hyperhidrosis. Uh, you know, I sweat very, very easily. There's a lot of times where it's really embarrassing. You know, every time I go to the, the post-game press conference, if I'm not using sweat block, I ha- and if it's, if it's the weather like it is outside right now, I get a lot of comments about how sweaty I am. It's embarrassing. So, you guess what? Fix my problem with sweat block. Now, they've got a bunch of different things that you can use. You can use the wipes. You can use the deodorant. I tended to use the deodorant more than the wipes, but I've used the wipes as well. It gives you the confidence to wear what you want without embarrassing underarm sweat. So, listen, if you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try Sweatblock. Save 20% off with the promo code on sweatblock.com. It's also available on Amazon. All right, nothing like talking about being embarrassed by things. Thankfully, I have no shame. So, um, all right, Ohio State ended up beating Iowa handily by the most, I think, that Kirk Ferentz has ever lost by while he was there, been there in uh, Iowa City. But I I didn't walk away from this game. I, I watched... 90% 90% of it, I, but I started eventually by like the fourth quarter switching back and forth between that and uh, the Clemson-Syracuse game. But I, obviously, I just was not that impressed with Ohio State. Even once Ohio State started getting things going, that was kind of more breaking the dam. You know, how many times are you going to finish, you know, be able to start your drives in plus territory? You're starting in the green zone every single possession, Eventually, when you are as talented as Ohio State, you're going to break through. But that Iowa defense gave Ohio State fits in ways that it did not really give the Michigan defense fits. And this is where we, or Michigan offense fits. This is where I go into that, like I was saying, this idea of teams play a different style of ball. Like I started seeing, you know, I'm on Twitter, I'm rolling through everything. I'm seeing Ohio State fan comments like, well, Michigan only beat. Iowa 27 to 14 and we are 26 to whatever 26 to 10 26 to 13 I can't remember I think it was 26 to 10 uh, at half so that just gives me proof that Ohio State is better not every team plays the same style of game Michigan is not trying leaving their starters in when they're up big 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 generally sometimes they they do. I'm sure. I feel like against Michigan State they will, unless like it looks like Michigan State's playing a dirty brand of football, which I don't know whether they will or not. I don't know that that's a Mel Tucker thing or not. We haven't seen that to this point. So, um, but I I think that it's 
it's just a different style against Iowa. Once Michigan got to 20 points and it did struggle in the red zone, that's been its kind of issue so far this year is kicking field goals, including against Penn State. Uh, They got out of it by the uh, year's end last year, and that's why Michigan was a lot better and was able to beat Ohio State. If it was kicking field goals the way it has been so far this year or early last year, it would not have won. They found ways to score touchdowns. But Michigan, once once the lead is essentially in hand, and when it's 20 to nothing against Iowa, you feel like, I mean, I talked to the staffer before the game, and they were like, we just want to get up three scores and just call it a day. And they did that. They did exactly that. But Michigan's offense sliced through that defense as if it was not having a problem. The only problems that it had was were, they were self-imposed issues. Ohio State did not have that. Ohio State looked really confused and really was incapable of getting into any kind of rhythm until the third quarter. You mix that with, like Joel Klatt had kind of said, I do want to clarify because Joel commented on my, you know, you all know that I that Joel and I are boys. He's been here on this podcast, I think, three times so far. Um, it, we I, I made sure everything was good between he and I. But he he had commented saying Michigan is built to beat Ohio State. As in, he doesn't think that they're going to necessarily win. It's just engineered to beat a team like Ohio State. I think that's accurate. And if Iowa, in that first half, with as good as the defense was playing, had any sort of offense to take advantage of holding them to field goals and turnovers and things of that nature, that game would have been completely different. Because you also have to take in into account context. When you're up 26 to 10, you're going to keep on, you know, if you're Ohio State, you're just going to keep on trying to break through. And they did. And then it looks like, oh, wow, look at how amazing they are. If you're Michigan, if you're up 26 to 10 and you're just trying to get out of there, they, Michigan at that point would have just been playing just a very generic brand of everything until, you know, if Iowa scores another touchdown at 26 to 17, or in the case of what we actually did see once Iowa made it 20 to seven, marched down the field, then Michigan starts being like, okay, yeah, we need to, we need to score again. Just put this game away. It just is what it is. Teams play a different brand, but for now, just based off of what I see, what I saw with the line play that Ohio state has, I'm still convinced that Michigan will be able to do what it did to them last year. I'm not convinced that Ohio State is significantly better. I'm not against what Michigan does. I think that may, that what they do is fine against what Iowa's got. I think it's fine against what all the other teams that they play have got. I'm not convinced. That's not saying that I'm guaranteeing a victory. I'm not convinced. The good news is, especially for all you Ohio State people who are so upset when I'm making Iowa jokes, like I made a joke about, uh, because the you know Gus and Joel talking about like you know this Ohio, Ohio State defense, this Ohio State defense. And I'm like, listen, they ain't the Ohio State defense doing this to Iowa. Iowa. Iowa can do bad all by itself. And then you get those angry Ohio State fans that are like, how dare you? Listen. It's not inaccurate. So, I'm not convinced. Guess what? I will be convinced one way or the other on November 26th. At that point, you'll either have my congratulations or something else. So, that's that. All right. 
Not sure what we're going to talk about on Tuesday um, or Wednesday, for that matter. I'm sure it'll be Michigan, Michigan State related, but doing a little bit of a hodgepodge with the welcome back episode. But we will be back all week. It's rivalry week. We have to be. So that's how it's going to go. Thanks for watching and or listening. We'll talk to you soon. Peace.